this might be the most important episode of the technology broadcast I've ever recorded. We're going to be talking about a legal loophole that bottom feeder attorneys and ambulance chasing law firms might use in the future to sue MSPs like you. We're going to close that loophole so you won't be a victim. All of that coming up on this episode of the Technology Bradcast. Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology Bradcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Technology Bradcast. I'm going to begin with a few housekeeping items, and then we're going to get right into the thing that brought you to this podcast, closing a legal loophole that exposes thousands of MSPs to liability. Okay, first, this will be the last episode of the broadcast for 2021, but we will be starting off with two, maybe three new episodes in January of 2022. So be sure to subscribe to the Technology Broadcast so that you won't miss a single episode of the podcast that has helped thousands of MSPs across the country. Second, if there are any issues or topics that you want to see covered on an episode of the Technology Broadcast or industry people that you want me to interview, send me an email at info at bradleygross.com and let me know. Although we have the next month of our agenda already planned out, there's always room for more. So let me know your thoughts. Third, In 2022, I am planning on doing a series of live podcast events, sort of an ask the expert type of series where you'll be able to ask me questions on the issues that you want to discuss. So attendance to those events will likely be limited to about 50 or 75 people just so we can manage all of the questions and not have it turn into a free for all. So when you see a sign up for those events, I suggest you jump at that opportunity. Do not get closed out. Finally, 2022, it's going to be a big year for live events for me. Ready for the list? In January, I'll be in Phoenix. February, Houston. March, Kansas City. April, Chicago. May, Boston. In June, I'll be in Long Beach, California. July, I'll be in Toronto. August, back here in in, in Miami. And in September, I'll be in New Jersey. October, I'll be in Dallas. And November, I'll be in Orlando. Now, if I've hit any of the cities that you're in, or if you're nearby, let me know. Maybe we can arrange a chat or a meeting or just a hello get-together. Drop me an email. Let me know. Okay. Now let's get down to the topic you tuned in for. What's the loophole? What's the thing that could expose thousands of MSPs to bottom-feeding, ambulance-chasing lawyers? What's so important? Two words. Fiduciary duty. Fiduciary duty. What does it mean? How does it expose your MSP to liability? And what can you do about it? And why do I think it's so important? Well, let's get into it. A fiduciary relationship exists when one person is under a duty to act or to give advice for the benefit of another person on matters within the scope of their relationship. Now, let me repeat that because it's important. A fiduciary relationship exists when one person has a duty to act or give advice for the benefit of another person within the scope of the relationship between those people. Now, where do we see this most often? 
We see it all the time in doctor-patient relationships. Physicians, they have a fiduciary relationship with their patients to give them advice, specifically medical advice. So if you go to a doctor to uh, have a shoulder problem treated, and while the doctor is examining your shoulder, she sees something growing on your neck, and the doctor knows that could be a problem, then the doctor probably has a duty, a fiduciary duty, to tell you to have that thing checked out, or at the very least, check it out herself. But if that doctor looked at that thing on your neck and said, well, you know what? He didn't come here for his neck. He came here for his shoulder, so I'm not going to say anything. He, he'll be fine. Well, that doctor might have a problem because she was aware of the issue, knew it could be a problem, and did nothing. In that scenario, should something go wrong, we would say, with that thing on your neck, we would say that the doctor breached her fiduciary duty to you as a patient, which of course is known as medical malpractice. Now, what does any of this have to do with MSPs? Is there such a thing as malpractice in situations where an MSP is aware of a problem but doesn't recommend a solution, or in some cases, even fails to mention it, to bring it up to the MSP customer at all. For example, what if the MSP uh, ran a diagnostic search and determined that the customer had no multi-factor authentication in place, but the customer really needed one because the MSP realized that that customer had lots of salespeople using mobile devices, all of which were vulnerable to an attack. What if the MSP saw that problem, knew the seriousness of it, but didn't discuss it with the customer? And what if, after that, the customer's network got crypto-locked, and it was determined that the incident would not have happened if an MFA solution was in place? Hmm. Under those circumstances, might there be a breach of a fiduciary duty? Is that the equivalent of a doctor not telling a patient about a problem, a problem that is different from the one being diagnosed, but a problem that could be dangerous nonetheless? I mean, have I just uncovered a way in which MSPs could be accused of committing the equivalent of medical malpractice or, you know, more generically, professional malpractice? That's the issue. Now, to be clear, there is a difference between med-mal and other kinds of malpractice, the primary difference being that med-malpractice and the duties that physicians owe to their patients is usually covered specifically by state statute. Like in Florida, uh, it's covered under Section 766-102. Uh, New York has something called the Medical Malpractice Reform Act. All these states have similar laws. There is no law governing MSPs as far as malpractice is concerned. But perhaps that doesn't matter. A fiduciary duty can be established by law, but it can also be implied, meaning it can arise based on the totality of the circumstances. The totality of the circumstances presented to the court. Put it this way. If a court were to find that a relationship between an MSP and its customer was one of great trust, and if that court were to further find that the scope of the relationship covered the issue, like 
recommending or not recommending MFA to a company that didn't have it, then a court could find that there was an implied there was a breach of an implied fiduciary duty. And that's what I'm here to prevent happening to you. I am here to suggest ways in which you can avoid having an implied fiduciary duty created with your customers. So how do you do that? How do you avoid an implied fiduciary relationship? Well, if you've been listening to my podcast or if you've attended events that I've spoken at, then you know that I'm a big believer in protecting your company with master service agreements that, well, specifically a master service agreement, we only have one, that says, among other things, you only get the, the services that we promise to give you in a quote or a statement of work. By saying that, you define the scope of your relationship. You, you limit it. You put your arms around the relationship. You limit the scope to whatever your statement of work or your quote says. Now, is that enough? Maybe, but I don't leave anything to chance. I've also told you, as a second line of defense, your quotes or your statements of work need to specifically state that your customer is only entitled to receive and you will only be responsible for providing or facilitating those services that are listed in that document, in that quote, in that statement of work. By doing this, you are saying to your customer, look, if it's not in your document, you don't get it. You shouldn't expect it, and we're not responsible for it. So that should protect you if a customer ever accuses your company of failing to provide a service that the customer declined, or if you fail to provide a service that you never offered. And, you know, if you didn't offer it, then it shouldn't be in your quote or your statement of work. So that's two layers of protection. Let's be clear. You have an MSA that says we're only responsible for things that are expressly listed in a quote. And then you have a quote that says we are only responsible for providing or facilitating services that are listed in this document. Now, that should work, right? Well, in fact, it does. This is why we have contracts. We define our roles and responsibilities in contracts. And things that aren't in the contract aren't your responsibility, and your contract should say that. Okay, so we have that, right? But what else? What if a customer said, okay, MSP, here's the situation. I, I get it. I understand that MFA, I'll use that as an example. I understand that MFA is not the quote you provided. I get it. And, and here's the thing. You advertise that you're my trusted IT professional, right? You told me, MSA, uh, MSP, you told me that when I signed up, you would take care of all my IT needs. I mean, that's what it says on your website. That's what it says in your brochure. You even offer a money-back guarantee. Listen, MSP, you knew, you knew that our lack of MFA was a problem, and yet you said nothing. You're like that doctor who saw the thing on the neck and said nothing. We relied on you. You didn't tell us what we needed to know, and that's a breach of your fiduciary duty. Huh, what about that argument? Can you get around it? I believe so, but it requires a solid MSA with clear standards of duty and clear standards of care. 
It requires an MSA and a quote that clearly says you only get the services that are in this contract and nothing else. And you know what else I suggest? I suggest the following three things. First, get rid of any marketing terms or website statements that say that you are going to be your customer's trusted IT partner or trusted advisor. Just do your job. Okay, the more that you say that you are a trusted advisor, I mean, it sounds great, but the more you say that, the more you might be vulnerable to someone claiming fiduciary duty. You said you were going to be my trusted partner, and I understand it's not in the contract, but you're my trusted partner, so you have a duty to me, right? Let me make this very clear, guys. You are resellers of services. You see a problem, you recommend the solution, and you implement the solution. You are not akin to a physician for your clients. Your role is not analogous to that of a doctor. You are more of a specialist, a sharpshooter, that's called in to offer a targeted solution for a specific problem that is defined and limited by the contract that you have with your customer. Don't go overboard. Don't call yourself a trusted person and so on and so forth. Just do your job. Do it right. Second, your document should mention the fact that there is no fiduciary relationship express or implied established by the fact that you provide your professional IT services. I want you to say it. I want you to say it specifically. And also, third, if your customer declines a service that you think is absolutely crucial, then I recommend that you send them a declination notice, not a waiver, but a notice letting them know that you recommended a service and that the customer declined it. By the way, if you want to know more about what that notice should say, check out some earlier broadcasts because I've done several on exactly what a declination notice should say. Now look, here's the bottom line. There are no reported decisions declaring that a fiduciary relationship exists between MSPs and their customers. And there are no laws saying that a relationship, that type of relationship exists. Okay. I mean, well, you know, there are, if you're representing a municipality and so on, that might be different. If you're working with the government, that's different. I'm talking about an MSP and a private company. There's no law saying that there's a fiduciary duty, and there's certainly no law saying that a fiduciary relationship exists. But that doesn't mean that a plaintiff's lawyer won't try to argue that point or craft the facts or manipulate the facts and circumstances of a case to make it look like the MSP was akin to a physician, akin to a doctor. I can see a day coming fairly soon where lawyers will start to try to raise these arguments in the hope of holding MSPs responsible for their customers' errors and omissions. Don't be a victim. Make sure your documents protect you from an implied fiduciary duty. If you have questions, well, you know what to do. Email me at info at bradleygross.com or call us at 954-217-6225. That's it for 2021, everyone. I will see you all next year. Be safe and Happy New Year.